Welcome to my Dream Log Cabin podcast, where we help cabin lovers like you navigate the uncharted waters of building their dream log home. From idea to move-in, we cover all aspects of log home design and construction. Thanks for tuning in, and be sure to hit that follow button. This podcast is sponsored by Caribou Creek Handcrafted Log Homes. Hey, cabin lovers, welcome back. As I was sitting down to write this episode, I was reminiscing about when I first started getting an education and the specific moment I was sitting at my desk at the front office here at Caribou Creek talking with Darren, one of the owners and general managers, about logs. My natural curiosity had me hooked as I inquired about the process of building log homes. And remember, of course, I love log homes. I found one and live in one myself. And being a part of the experience behind the scenes was just so amazing that I was constantly asking questions. Plus, part of my job was marketing, and I felt compelled to learn as much as I could in a rapid fashion to get a quick start and do a great job in my new position. This particular day, I was asking Darren questions about wood. What kind of wood do we use, I asked. Why do we use it? What other types of wood can be used? Are some wood choices better than others? My innocent curiosity was amusing to him. I could tell by the slight smirk on his face. Finally, he busted out with a chuckle and he corrected me. He said, we don't refer to it as wood. We refer to it as fiber choice. Oh, I exclaimed, and I chuckled then at my own ignorance. But from that point on, I definitely referred to log choice as fiber choice most of the time. But I noticed that that when I would talk to curious callers who were inquiring about a log home, I would always ask, you know, what fiber choice do you prefer? And they had no clue what I was talking about, (laughs) understandably, since I, too, had not been familiar with that expression. We here are embarking on a mini-series talking about the nuances that go into handcrafted log homes and, and log homes in general, But a lot of what you'll hear me refer to is specific to handcrafted log homes. But I bet as we get into this, you will be blown away at the incredible amount of detail and subtleties that make up these beautiful, livable art forms. I'm telling you, that's exactly how I felt. Uh, You know, when I was first getting started and experiencing all of this, watching these crafters chainsaw and mold these logs into this beautiful home and then even more so when I was seeing these finished homes come together it was just truly mesmerizing I think is the best word I can use so I'm hoping to relay that here to you guys in this podcast my goal is to open your eyes to the sensational world of handcrafted log homes Today we're going to start with fiber choices and how fiber choices impact the strength, quality, and the aesthetics of the home. In the last episode of the podcast, we talked about milled kits versus handcrafted log homes. So if you want a little bit of information about what the differences are, because there are significant differences, I encourage you to go back and listen to that. We did touch a little bit on the importance of fiber choice. But this episode, as I mentioned previously, we're going to get into more details about some of the differences in fiber choice. Specifically, we're going to talk of the, speak about some of the more common uh, log fibers that are used in homes today. Uh, there are some that we are not mentioning, but uh, you know what we're trying to do is just give you a general overview 
If you, anytime you have any questions, I just want to point out, maybe you have a builder and you want to do some comparison in your area, you're always welcome to give us a call. Uh, 208-267-3373 is the number. And, uh, you know, don't hesitate to reach out and ask us, you know, our opinion. We've been doing this for many years, so we're more than happy to dive into it if you have any specific questions that I don't cover today. All right. We're going to start out with talking about lodgepole pine. Pine is one of the more common fiber choices, especially has been over the last 30 to 40 years. It's very environmentally friendly. Uh, usually it's used after it's already dead. So what happens typically is forests either get burned uh, or beetles, bugs, they come in and they kill the trees like an infestation. The trees are then harvested and used as house logs, which by doing that helps the forest to regrow. It generally, these, these logs are generally straight and they're a great species to work with. However, it is it can be difficult to get logs over 14 inches. And as we've mentioned in previous episodes, the larger the diameter of the log, the more thermal mass properties the finished home is going to have. Now, the thing about lodgepole pine is that it has been widely depleted in many parts of the country. And the next fact about lodgepole pine can be kind of seen as a pro or a con, depending on your own personal preference. You see, most lodgepole pine has evidence of beetles and woodpeckers and other elemental factors you know, some of which is sap or just, they're just naughtier and, and more character, basically, is the word that's used in the industry. Some people really like that, whereas others don't. So that, I don't know how to classify that as a good or a bad. That's a personal preference you're going to have to look at. Now, if you visit Caribou Creek's website, a lot of the homes that we built were built with white wood and pine, specifically, uh, some of them. And you can really see some of the differences so if you're curious about what that looks like, I recommend visiting the Caribou Creek website. It's cariboucreek.com and go to the gallery and just do a comparison and see if you can pinpoint for yourself which ones have more character than others and, and decide if it's something you like. Now there is a couple things you need to know about lodgepole pine uh, before you make your final decision. One of them is that it, they are more susceptible or more prone to rot and infestation from bugs because they're a little bit of a softer wood so it's not necessarily that it's a bad choice it's just not always a good choice in every area of the country if you're in a place with a lot of moisture or infestation problems definitely want to stay away from uh, lodgepole pine okay Engelmann spruce is another common fiber choice much like lodgepole pine it's uh, the you know, it's a very common one, just like lodgepole pine. The biggest advantage that Engelman has for some builders, including us, is that it's built with green wood. Now, this isn't a problem, but it does require that the builder plans ahead for settling. It's more of a traditional style. Uh, you could think about the, the full scribe. This is a great choice for the full scribe choices. We can control the checking this way, and when we build it green, it gives beautiful, uh, beautiful light color, which makes the home brighter. Another plus to using Engelman spruce is that we can get logs upwards of 24 inches. On the flip side, some of the downsides to this species is that it's often very soft. So it's not always a good idea, again, to use this species in like southeast region of the United States where carpenter bees live because they love soft wood. 
Also, because it's softer, it can be a little bit harder to maintain. You really need to keep up on the maintenance of this home to keep it looking beautiful over the years. Moving on to a very popular choice, especially uh, in some parts of Canada, it is Western Red Cedar. It's a very common species. It holds up well to uh, weather naturally on its own. And as many people know, it has an, an acid that's part of the wood that's a natural insect deterrent. That's why they use cedar in cedar chests and little cedar chips to help keep bugs or uh, moths away from things. One of the best characteristics of Western Red Cedar is of all the species, it's most likely to hold up over time on its own. Uh, plus, it has a beautiful color and a lot of character. Because the logs have so much taper, it gives the homes made from it a glamorous look and feel. If you've ever done any searching on Pinterest, you might have seen homes that were made with Western Red Cedar. They have the huge cedar ends and then they kind of taper uh, off to the other side, and then the other side will have the cedar end, and it tapers back towards the one side. And so what ends up happening is, and some people like this and others don't, is it does create kind of a varied look where the lines are not uh, completely straight. They're at an angle. And so sometimes people don't really like that, whereas others think it's beautiful. So it's one of those back to those, you have to decide what's best for you type of situations. Now there's really only a couple of downsides to Western Red Cedar and one of them is uh, the fact that that same acid that acts as an insect deterrent is also an allergen for some people. So it's, it could be one of those things that you might not know that you're allergic to but it could affect you later on or it could affect your guests. Uh, so it's just one of those things that you just can't predict. Now we're going to switch gears here a little bit and talk about Douglas fir. By far, Douglas fir is the strongest of any of the species, well, but than any of the other species we've talked about specifically. As a matter of fact, architects will specifically call out Douglas fir for structural log components. Even in a house made of white wood, the roof members will often be Douglas fir because of the strength. It keeps its stability even after it's dried. Some species of timber can't be kiln dried because it deteriorates. I mean, it kind of like just explodes, essentially. Uh, whereas dug fir remains intact and it doesn't lose its strength even after kiln drying. We've also found that we use less waste with dug fir compared to other, type, uh, other timber choices. Now, believe it or not, we actually discovered that we bought 30 to 40% more logs than we used uh, when building with other species. So it's really more economical and environmentally friendly. Dug fir is very straight, especially when it's taken out of the proper stand. Uh, when it, Some of the downsides of dug fir, uh, there's really only one. It is a little bit more expensive of a fiber choice when it comes to maintenance. It'll be one of the more easy keepers, uh, especially when it's constructed with our non-settling construction style. And uh, it's, it's truly, it's one of the, over the years, you know, we've been doing this for over 30 years, we found that this, we kind of settled in on Doug Fir because we found that in a lot of ways, it's the best, most efficient uh, home building material. Now, we haven't covered every single species that you could build with, you know, cypress, oak, those are definitely some builders use. Uh, again, we've covered some of the more common ones across the majority of the United States and Canada. 
oak can be, you know, people can build out of oak. It's definitely heavier and harder. Uh, and cypress, we've built out of cypress as well. One thing about Caribou Creek is we'll build out of anything that you, the client, would prefer. You know, we just primarily stick to Doug fir um, for the most part. Or if somebody asks us what's our preference, that's what it is. Another discussion that's very common when it comes to talking about fiber choices is log grades. Some projects require logs to be graded. So log grades can be used to predict the proportion of high quality lumber that will be produced from that log. This log grading system can also be used to help measure sawmill efficiency. It's something that is part of the timber industry. And believe it or not, at Caribou Creek, we've gotten away from using graded logs for a few reasons. The primary reason is, even though we were buying the premium quality timber that we, you know, we found that we were frequently tossing out logs that still did not meet our standards. Eventually, we forged relationships with timber farmers on the Oregon coast. And we found that the coastal dug fir is straighter. Like here, where we're at in, in North Idaho, we have access to local dug fir. The thing about the local dug fir is it doesn't have as long of a growing season as the coastal dug fir. So what ends up happening is the trees twist and, and curve to try to reach the sun ultimately making the logs have more twist in them. So this is the reason why we source it from the Oregon coast. Even though it's more expensive, certainly produces higher quality log home kits. Now, one interesting fact I learned while working at Caribou Creek, and quite frankly, I have to say this blew me away when I heard this. I, I, I think I was there for a year before I even realized this part of the process. I, surprisingly, <laughs> um, our handcrafted process begins by sourcing fiber that has fallen by hand. In other words, we work with loggers who use old-fashioned methods to bring trees down. The reason for this is because we don't want logs that have damage from logging machines. In fact, this is the fiber that is considered Japanese grade because it is usually exported. Sadly, it's true. Some of our best goods are sent to other countries. Lastly, we also make it a priority to work with timber growers who practice sustainable forestry methods. By the way, I don't know if, if you know this, but you're welcome to come to Caribou Creek, visit the facility, and take a look at our logs. We're more than happy to show you around. Just give us a call and let us know when you'll be in town so we can be here uh, to give you a tour. The next episode, we're going to dive into more about what makes a log usable versus not usable and some of the attributes that we look for when we're hand selecting those logs. There are likely other species, like I mentioned, uh, that we didn't cover. But again, if you have questions or you want to know about a specific species, by all means, feel free to give us a call. We'll be more than happy to discuss that with you in more detail. Friends, if you're considering a log home, schedule a consultation with us. We're happy to answer your questions, as I mentioned, and we also offer, if you're, if you're not ready yet for that phone call, it's okay. Uh, definitely check us out at caribucreek.com and specifically look for the Ultimate Log Home Planning Guide. There's a link to it in the top right corner. This log home planning guide will help you outline your dream. It will help you outline your dream home. Uh, by outline, I mean it starts out by helping you define your dream. We walk through the variations of log homes to help you decide what log style and design choice you want. It has our design questionnaire that we use here 
uh, to help our customers customize their floor plan so it can definitely help you along that way as well. Building a log home is different from any other experience and knowing who you need on your team is valuable. The log home planning guide will explain who you need in your corner and give you a list of the right questions to ask that will help you pick your team with confidence. Because really, isn't that the most important thing, knowing that you're choosing the right people to help you uh, in this journey? And that's what this log home planning guide is about. Check it out again at securegoodcreek.com in the top right-hand corner. Lastly, thanks for listening. We appreciate you tuning in. If you haven't already, hit that follow button. Until next time, have a blessed week.